0: is another episode of the Jedi Sorder. I am your host Jay Larson and joining me as always is the one the only Patrick Whiting. Hello Patrick. Howdy Jay. How are you doing? Not too bad. been getting a fair bit done this week so that feels good. Oh uh, that does that sounds like it feels good. I'm, I'm trying to do the same but I <laughs>
1: based on how I feel I don't think I'm getting this much. Done.
0: <laughs> um, so we have seen the the cards for the rest of the uh cad Bane and and padme uh unit boxes um do you have any hot takes you want to unleash on us we're we're not going to do a full review of them yet but i'm uh, we're always here for hot takes
1: um hot takes uh well ara is definitely cost five and she's really interesting i think she is worth the five points she costs um my uh my hot take is that payday is potentially really good and will only continue to get better as the game grows yeah uh, the other two are also really cool too i think that they are worth the four points that they cost and, and um uh, I, I don't wanna this is just personal opinion but i I also want to say that I think the artwork for the bounty hunters Ara Singh, sing um, and the bounty hunters and frankly kind of the padme box too i I'm not as keen on the artwork um this time around Cad bane's fine but the rest of this latest round is has not been my favorite it feels a little uh more cartoonish. more more cartoonish but like really really sort of uh not not just not kind of my flavor of cartoonish i guess so oh. it's still fine artwork uh, it's it's just not my favorite um but i do like the tools of the trade bounty that the bounty hunters have i think that their versatility is interesting and i think that they're good hot takes are i'm going are that i'm going to play them a lot and i think generally bounty hunters are going to be a strong part of the game
0: so you can tune into the bonus episode. I think we're probably going to talk some about payday and, and maybe some other stuff with these units then uh, in the bonus episode. I guess I'll say my hot take is that I was hoping that the five point character that came in this box set was going to be stronger than our appears to be at first glance.
1: Yeah, well, I, I like to pick your brain on that some more. So we'll we'll continue the conversation in our bonus episode but I I'm curious to have that
0: conversation cuz yeah I I feel undecided. Okay. All right. So it's time for a rules corner. We each had one. Uh rules corner. Yeah. Patrick, do you want to start off with yours? Sure.
1: I would love to. So something that I've been playing wrong cuz that's just what happens to all of us uh is is when when one applies the active ability in a combat tree uh, i think probably a lot of us um, have done this and as far as i understand i've been doing it incorrectly so if you, when you are, say active
0: ability or do you mean one that allows you like Assage to do force push or yeah asajj to do force push or jango jango to do either jetpack
1: capture wire mm-hmm. or kalani with um the uh, whatever that one's called, um yeah. any of those they often fall a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them fall in <clears throat> excuse me in the middle of a combat tree, and I had been playing and had been um under the impression that you do everything as is and uh when it pops up, you do it right then, although I ran into a situation with with one of my um one of my my consistent um, gaming friends and opponents, and what what had happened was Kalani had triggered that ability to allow the B2s to activate in the middle of his activation, and it, it always sort of felt a little clunky to me. But as far as I understood, that's how it went, and and we were kind of creating these two simultaneous um, like uh, damage pools that. I, I couldn't, it, it just felt kind of mm-hmm. weird in the, in the instance, because I, I think it involved protection and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the question at the time was, does protection trigger just the ones or these two separate damage pools? Uh, well, uh, long story short, what you do or what happens is those active abilities trigger at the ends on, I think it's step like 10 D or 10 C. So at the end, after the damage pool is assigned, mm. uh, that's that's when those abilities kick in. And it made me think that the position of those things in the combat tree, they are important, but now they're important in a different way. And since you aren't going to be enacting them until the end of the combat pool, the end of the attack, essentially, there's a lot of other things to keep in mind. But it does help clean things up.
0: So as as an example uh just as a this this doesn't exist currently but uh, mm-hmm. at least as far as I know but let's 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 say that it does um actually it might with assage but or something similar to it mm-hmm. uh but let's say that I am playing a character that has force push mm-hmm. and also, within the combat tree, I have a reposition or a, a force jump. Yep. Um, would I do the reposition and then at the end do the uh, the force push, or does the reposition wait as well?
1: So, the reposition would not wait. So, assage on the Makashi side has sort of what you're saying. Yep. And... Maybe maybe not the best example, because the the reposition happens just before the force push. So in this case, yeah, she would reposition, do the damage reposition, and then at the end of that reposition, she would force push. If you were to reverse these, essentially the same thing happens still, because you're not going to trigger the force push until the end of the activation. So she's going to get that active ability and then... Uh, she'll reposition do the damage and afterwards you'll do it again or you'll do the the active ability and part of the triggers or part of these active ability triggers on the combat tree being sooner rather than later i think help create that a strength of the character to emphasize some parts of of their design um more often and so
0: is is the activated ability The only thing in the combat tree that waits until later?
1: Yeah, the only other thing. So I thought there was just the one thing that waited until later, and that was personal effects um, that you see on the expertise chart, like a jump. Uh But uh, that is incorrect. It's both the expertise, personal effects, and these active ability triggers in the combat tree. Those are the two things that wait until after the damage pool is assigned for you to use them. Okay Other, otherwise everything happens as is so like the expertise stuff happens if it's if it's an, of like an objective or a, what's what's the term my brain's short circuiting here but uh yeah those are I'll, I'll just make it simple and and restate the only two things that you wait until the end are those personal effects and the active triggers
0: personal effects from the expertise, from the expertise sure. yeah Correct. and then the Actuated ability.
1: Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. That helps shore things up substantially. It also can make a big difference in terms of like Kalani. So if Kalani can go the full track and just blows the target out of the water, you're probably gonna have the B twos or B ones or whomever target somebody else or do something else. Mm-hmm. And and that uh that it starts making some some small but important differences when yeah. you play it correctly so yeah that's that's what i've been doing wrong okay yeah
0: um okay so one of the things i've been doing wrong uh even though it's it's fairly clearly stated in the rules but whatever i can mess up even the easiest stuff (laughs) (laughs) so um as an as an example uh if you look at fifth brother he has the reactive ability in feeble when another inquisitorious unit makes an attack and it's within range four, then the target can gain exposed. Um, and I had not been playing. I I had basically just been playing that when fifth brother was getting wounded, that only the active abilities were the ones that would cost extra force. Mm. But in fact, that is not the case. Reactive abilities also, uh,
1: Make it more expensive.
0: Make it more expensive. So it starts costing force if you want to, once Fifth Brother is wounded, if you're wanting to hand out the uh, exposed tokens. Um, it is, it's it's interesting to compare and contrast that. We're, we're going to talk today some about Darth Vader Jedi Hunter. And if you look at his, uh, the Sith Lord Strikes Back, where if he's been, uh, Wounded by an attack, then he can immediately dash and make a five dice attack, mm-hmm. melee attack. Uh, that one is reactive, and the cost does go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you contrast that with Lord Maul, uh, which is "Revenge, I must have revenge." That one is innate, where he gets where he if he's wounded by a melee attack, then he gets to uh, do his clap back. But that one doesn't go up in cost. Because it's an innate ability. Yep. So,
1: a little bit more limited, but it's, pretty... yeah.
0: Yeah. Just more stuff to uh, watch or pay attention to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tabletop, tabletop board gaming. It's it's a fun hobby. But
0: <laughs> yeah. And really, part of the reason why it is as good as it is in a lot of ways is because of the complexity or the replayability. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, that's good. All right, so we are going to talk about Darth Vader, Jedi Hunter, and Patrick has made the bold claim and then rescinded that uh, Darth Vader is the most overrated character in the game.
1: He's the second most overrated character in the game. Second most. We,
0: we agree that Grievous is the first. Yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's let's start talking about Darth Vader, Jedi Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... By the way, we, we agree Grievous is the first. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to get on, on board <laughs> your train that Darth Vader is, is second. But. Okay, okay. That's fine. But let's talk about Darth Vader. So he has seven squad points. He has four uh, Force points. He is a primary unit, cannot be taken in a strike team that has Anakin Skywalker. Uh, he's a Force user, Galactic Empire, Galactic Republic. Inquisitorious, and Sith. His first ability, Vader's Fury, it costs one Force Point. It's an activated ability. Each character in this unit may advance during the next attack made by a character in this unit during this activation. All attack dice rolls, after all attack dice rolls have been modified, add two damage to the damage pool. So I've been playing a fair bit of Vader to try to uh have some... Knowledgeable things to say about him, mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting. Fluff-wise, I would have expected this to only impact his melee attacks, and I'm sure that that was something that they considered and she chose not to do. Obviously, um, I guess why? Why do you think that is? Or I'm they obviously felt that it was fine for it to apply to his range attack and melee attack. Uh, do you do you agree with that or what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it's fine. I I I I like to think of this ability as sort of kind of a, a more focused intent at the um, at the sacrifice of, of some health. Um, like maybe going a little bit further into the lore or some speculation um, from the lore that Vader's suit causes
0: him a lot of pain and well this is part the of, this doesn't this this ability doesn't cause him any damage this one just adds
1: oh right i sorry i'm getting ahead of myself
0: yes um, two damage is the damage rule
1: i was reading the last rule not not the second not the one that you're talking about um so i will table what i'm going to say there and say that i think it's fine um that it applies to uh, his his range. I still think that, like the other ability, it, there is some intent to it. That he's he's just very he's he's not playing around anymore. He he just really wants I, to hurt.
0: I do think it's interesting that he has if he does his Vader's Fury does the advance. Uh, he you know there, he has a range four seven dice attack that will already have two damage in the pool and. Mm-hmm. That's not really uh, nothing to kid about.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's uh, it's it's good. Uh, I think the and the side that does that. Let's see, where is it? Cap out. It's what two, four, six, nine, eleven. So potentially eleven damage just by getting a lightsaber thrown at your face. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, lots of times though with the expertise chart being kind of meager i i don't see things going super far down down the road um at least in my experience i mean there there's always going to be the cases where it does but it's just a short five five step tree still uh I, i think when i've gotten the the lightsaber thrown at me it usually does two two to four damage sometimes it gets gets that extra six but it's it's not doesn't or at least for me it hasn't been as spicy. Uh yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Alright, so next he has repost. Uh, if you target him with a melee attack and you have a fail, you'll take two damage. Super good. Uh that's also a reactive ability, so if he's wounded, then that's gonna start costing
1: Yeah, a lot of his, a lot of his stuff starts getting very expensive.
0: Yeah. Next one, Sith Lord Strikes Back. Uh, this is the one we already mentioned. Uh, if he's wounded by an attack, he may immediately dash and make a five dice melee attack targeting the character that wounded it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it applies to any attack, ranged or melee, which mm-hmm. is really great. If it's like a range five attack, you're probably just getting the movement out of it. If it's a range four attack and he has no way, and they're on elevation and Vader has no way of getting up then he's probably not going to make the attack. But still, free movement.
0: Yeah, it's, it's also nice, obviously, that this movement does not have to be um, going towards. You can go any direction yep. you want to go with it. Yep.
1: The other thing that's important to keep in mind, too, there's two things, actually. Um, one, this ability is always going to just cost one force point. Even though it says it's zero, you have to be wounded, so as soon as you get wounded, it costs one to use this. <laughs> the other thing is that you can't use the Sith Lord Strikes Back and repost. So if you get wounded and you want to repost, but you also want to do the Sith Lord Strikes Back, you have to pick and choose between the two which one you want to use. Both of them are going to cost you one Force Point if you do that in that situation. So... Two two takeaways there. You can't use them both at the same time uh, if if they are able to, and uh, they're going to cost it's going to cost you one Force point.
0: All right. So his next ability is your hatred makes you powerful.
1: Yeah, this is the one I was starting yeah, so on. So
0: when an allied character makes a melee attack as part of a combat action after choosing a target, they may suffer two damage. If it does, the character adds three dice to the attack roll.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is a really strong ability. I think it's really, really strong for him. Um, I do like to imagine that his suit makes him really extra grumpy. So, um, but I guess the dark side is just sort of poisonous, um, on the whole. I, I like that. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it really speaks to the, the direction that this character goes. And that's just sort of forward and with a lot of animosity. I and mean, he just further. Further drives that um, within the team he's in. It's a very strong identity ability. Uh, I also think that it can be a little bit of a trap. At least it has been for me, where I want to do it a lot. And then my characters end up uh, getting wounded a little extra
0: quickly. Yeah, so it's interesting. I played one of my... So (laughs) I played a game with Vader and the Grand Inquisitor where... Mm -hmm. I basically just kind of forgot to use this ability with anyone except Vader. Oh, okay. And it actually worked a little bit better for me than a lot of times when I do remember to use it. (laughs) Um, and a lot of times, you know, there's, there are certain situations or combat trees, et cetera, where I think it is valuable for them to do it. But especially if it's something like, you know, I could see, um, If you have a bunch of healing in your tree, getting the extra dice to be sure that you hit healing could Mm -hmm. be interesting. Um, but just in, in general, um, I, I think that you might be right that sometimes it's a trap. There's, there are sometimes. So what I would say that when it's most useful is when you have a character who is kind of just on the cusp of being statistically likely to wound a character in one attack and taking the damage makes it from uh somewhat likely to fairly likely um but i think that in general if you're just doing an attack and it's not going to wound your opponent if you take that damage if it's not likely to that mm-hmm. you're probably better off not doing it Agreed. unless there's unless there is a something in your combat tree that is really important for you to try to get to um, and, and part of the reason for that, in my opinion, is that a lot, especially if you're doing like support characters or secondary characters, um, a lot of times once they take that two damage, then they become in range where your opposing enemy is going to be able to kill them in one attack.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, the extra two damage. It's, it's something that we talk about or we have talked about a little bit in that it all, it only takes one or two damage to keep somebody alive and, can be an extra one or two damage that puts them over the edge. So yeah. yeah, if you don't need to do it, I agree. Really really think hard about whether or not what you're doing is necessary.
0: Yeah. Alright, so now we have his uh his combat. His tree. combat trees. Um so dark rage. Uh it it he does he has five defense dice, no range attack, and seven uh dice in the the melee pool mm-hmm. um, the expertise in this one is more aggressive he has on um, just one or two uh, expertise he gets two uh, crits That's really and good. this one also has more uh, early pushes in it well mm. the the other one has one push in the first slot this one has one available in the second and third slot. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, then, and then one all the way down if
0: you choose. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then his other one, the Form 5 Gemso. Uh This is the one that has six defense dice. Uh, it has seven dice on a range attack, six dice on a melee attack. Uh, the expertise is okay in both, uh, but not amazing, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then uh, decent damage in in this tree, but not as good as the other one. I would probably say. I guess they're fairly similar.
1: Yeah, they're they're fairly similar. And if you're doing, I think each side can get to 11 damage. Let's see, three, five, nine, 11. Yeah, I think each side can get to 11 if you do mm-hmm. the Vader's Fury. Um, but. The expertise chart, especially for, well, the expertise chart is, as much, they are, they're just very less impressive than than the Stark Ridge side. Yeah. Um, His defensive side is very good though.
0: Yeah, it's better. Uh, and this one does have an option on the fifth success to potentially get a climb as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is unique, not bad. Um. He can't necessarily use it if he's in melee, though, so sometimes maybe not as helpful. Maybe better yeah. with the uh, the ranged side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I mean, hopefully you are going to wound the person. that. I mean, if he gets all the way out to the fifth one, there's a good chance he's wounding the person he's engaged with. And...
1: Um, let's see. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe, probably. It depends on his target, if they're a little bit hardier. Yeah. a a 10 plus then maybe not but um yeah strong chance you're right it's just the uh the conversion is just very very lackluster so it's a little bit easier to fend off
0: some of the extra successes on this side yeah um so i'm I'm ready now patrick uh (laughs) you should give me your argument as to why he is so overrated
1: So why I think he is over. So to be clear, I don't think he's bad. I think he's very good and at least at what he does. Um, there's been a little bit of discussion in the area about Vader. Um, in part because I think that he's overrated, (laughs) but, um, what for me, for me and why I think he's overrated, I think that he, he lacks depth. And while that can be good, it makes him a little bit easier to use and what he does is good. But he he can't if it's a really complicated cardboard box, he's not going to figure some, his way out of it. He he's got some pretty glaring weaknesses, uh, which I think are cool. But I do think make for him to be a little bit less impressive. So there's some pretty he. If he wants to do what he wants to do, he might take somebody out. It's true. But I think unless he can have access to a constant sort of healing, he's also fairly fragile. Uh, when you start wounding him as well, which with that fragility, um, I mean, if he's on his gem, so it's a little bit tougher. Um, but uh, it's not impossible. And when he's taking wounds, the riposte, everything he does becomes so much more expensive and then you're you're kind of in this really tough spot within a list where if you're not able to recover force or if you want to do what makes him good it costs more you run out of those resources so the rest of your the rest of everything suffers not just the squad he comes with but the entire strike force so i think the strength that he offers Uh, for me isn't necessarily outweigh the weaknesses that he brings with, with that sort of kit. It's really, if you just continue to shoot him, he can't repost. If you're far away, he, he can't really react enough. If you have some plan for him, I don't think he can plan his way out of that plan. So I think, um, like the, the counter approach to, to playing with him is a lot more difficult uh things that come in to my mind include uh dooku obi one out of hiding uh, ahsoka (laughs) and a number of other sort of reactive style characters i think make him um kind of a liability more than a help and he can't be everywhere at once either so if he is out of position which is easy for him to be it can be hard for him to to come back in time at the right time so with those powers combined that is a big part of why i think he is overrated
0: um so i've been playing a fair bit of him with um with the grand inquisitor yeah yeah and i always feel better with the vader activation than the grand inquisitor activation sure um and, like, I just, I guess I wish that the Grand Inquisitor's um, combat trees were better, or that he was rolling more dice, or, you know, et cetera. Um, but. You can
1: always focus. <laughs> you, when you start rolling eight dice or, or or more dice just with the focus action, I've found that helps a bit.
0: Uh, it can potentially, yeah. Um, I don't know. I. I guess my experience so far has been that it feels like he does a pretty good job of um intimidating my opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a uh, scary
1: character for there's no two ways about it. That's true.
0: And I do like that it feels like he's pretty pretty mobile. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I mean I guess I
1: he's mobile, but that mobility isn't it, it. it You have to spend for it. It's not as, as free. Sure, yeah. Yeah.
0: As some but of I the also, other characters are. Yes, that's true. But I also find that the benefit of adding two damage into the pool, uh, justifies the cost. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I would, I, I, so y- I'm curious to ask you this question. You've said that you feel like he's overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a not the same question but um related i guess so let's let's say that we have a bell curve power distribution of the primary character so far mm-hmm. and there is you know the the narrow edge on the right that is like the very best characters and then there's the the main portion of the bell curve that is characters that are Uh, a little bit stronger than average. And then there's the other side that's a little bit weaker than average. And then there's the, uh, bottom tier of like the, the very worst primary characters. Mm -hmm. Um, so setting aside whether or not he's overrated or not, where do you think you would place Vader in that power curve?
1: Um, so let me think about that. So, Characters that I think are kind of higher on on the curve, and as a footnote to to what I eventually say, I think that they've done a great job so far of making this um, a fairly a fairly healthy curve, uh, where a lot of stuff is is pretty tight. Uh, yeah, I it's almost
0: it's almost like the bulk of the bell curve is going to be. There's, yeah. there's very few models that are the uh, yeah
1: we I'm having to split hairs in my in my mind here one way or the, the other somewhat. the
0: bulk of them are in this main body of of the bell curve
1: uh i put him maybe so he's got a lot of weaknesses he's got some pretty impressive strengths i i probably put him in maybe in the middle um i don't i feel like all of the things that he has, uh, he struggles against I think can really stack the get the deck against him um, and I want to like if I rate him I at this point I want to say that I probably give him like a B plus I think
0: he's a so B a B plus would be pretty solidly in the right portion of the of the bell curve
1: yeah well if 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 B is the center where, where is the center? And technically
0: where? C should be the center.
1: But that's if we have an F. We don't have any F characters.
0: Um or do we?
1: <laughs> the inquisitor is not that bad. I know. I was more thinking of <laughs> Luminara. but oh, she's still not that bad. She she's she's not an F. Um I I I want to say B+ cuz he's got big weaknesses. In my mind, B is in the middle. So if we're saying that C is in the middle, then then he's a B. Then he's a B.
0: If B is in the middle, then he's a B plus. Okay. Well, either way, uh, I mean, you. So it sounds like you would put him in the right portion of the bell curve, trending towards the the middle line of it. I would I would put him him on the right side of the of the bell curve as well, probably trending further right in it than you would. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's
0: well well captured. Yeah. So I, I I don't know I I think that's just interesting overall um about the his his what we think of him in the power curve. Yeah.
1: yeah um I I I like I like it's I think it's a, a, something is in a really healthy spot design-wise if people can't necessarily agree on where they are <laughs> in the
0: curve. I I just think that's it's a great spot to to be in. So some follow-up questions now. What do you, so he only has, he only has seven points. Yeah. What do you think uh, is the best seven points currently to take with him?
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't know if there is a best seven Um, right now. There are some things that I've tried and not liked and some things that I've tried and sort of liked, but nothing that I've loved thus far with uh and arf troopers i think that helps give him a little bit more or he gives him he gives him more options just there's no two ways about it i kind of like taking him in the galactic republic side a little bit more than the inquisitoria side c- currently although i I honestly I don't think I would take the Grand Inquisitor without Darth Vader, so I'm kind of committing to that idea if I'm taking the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, so if I'm not taking the Inquisitor, I like to do stuff with with the Galactic Republic and ARF troopers. I think are really great for Darth Vader. Uh, that that means it you can safely put Rex or Cody or uh, you could put Jango Fett there. Uh, there's a lot more that's opened up. Uh, you could even put if you for really wanted this this approach, you could put Padawan So in there. You could do a lot of different stuff. Uh, right now, I think I, with Vader, I will probably do ARF troopers and probably probably Captain Rex, probably Captain Rex. But like I said, there isn't anything that I that I really really love. Um, maybe even I, I mean I might put Obi Wan Kenobi out of hiding there now. I think that's actually pretty good. Um, ARF Troopers definitely make that a possibility. And there's some healing with Obi Wan. So I, I think, I think that's a probably a really, really cool spot. Um, and I like the ARF Troopers more than the 501st, which is, I know you could do stuff so with the 501st before, but it just never felt as flashy or as impactful as I think what the ARF Troopers offer because they have that, uh, Exposed, I think, is what they have. Is that right? Am I remembering right? Yeah, coordinated fire yeah, exposed. exposed. Super helpful for Vader. <laughs> super helpful for Vader. Very, very nice. And they're surprisingly tanky from what I've what I've been finding so far. Uh, super great little unit there.
0: Yeah, I do. I do think that. I, I well, I think that in general the um, the five hundred first locally get a a. Worse wrap than they deserve in my area. Yeah, I mean uh, it's a, it's
1: it's a good unit. But
0: I do I do agree with you that the um, coordinated fire is with them with the ARF troopers is is pretty solid. hmm. Um, and I'll also say that um, I do like Rex quite a bit with Vader.
1: Rex is a really great secondary. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, and and Rex with with Vader is really good. Yeah. I I can't. I I think I think it's either Rex or Obi Wan out of hiding. Those are the two secondaries that I like with him the most. With the honorable mention going to Janko.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got those in other places mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: in my list. That's um, that's always the that's always the thing.
0: Yeah. So what do you what do you think of Who? So I've I've obviously already talked a fair bit about Grand Inquisitor with Vader, uh, but by no means do I think is that the only uh, option that is um, the best option or only other character you could take with them? What are some other ones that you can think of that might be uh, good to explore? With Vader, you mean? Yeah.
1: Uh, Oh, I think there's lots of things to explore, but the ones that I try to keep in mind – um, to find a good complement are things that heal him or things that have, um, force recovery because he can get expensive, especially if you can't heal him. Um, I think, I think, so ones that I look at that I'm excited to play with him outside of Grand Inquisitor are Dooku and, mm-hmm. um, and Mace Windu, I think are both exciting um i've played lord maul with him and did not enjoy that combo as much as i would hope um everything has to line up really good for for that to work out because it's just lord maul doesn't really need to use vader's ability even though he can and mm-hmm. um i just I, that that wasn't a great experience i think cad bane could be really cool with this um darth vader as well I like that Cad Bane and that box of his have a lot of ranged, which really help back Vader up. So it it can be kind of challenging to just pick on Vader if some of his other supports have a lot of hard hitting ranged attacks. Um, but I don't know. I it like is, it is
0: kind of gross giving if uh, having Windu give Vader uh, steadfast and protection.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that that's that's the thing that i was thinking about i i think i actually it, it makes my blood boil a little bit but i kind of really like mace windu <laughs> i think he's actually really good
0: why why does that make your blood because mace windu
1: is is a dick <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah he's just kind of a dick and it's i guess in like the clone war era there's just more jedi that were jerks yes. than not jerks yeah. but And it it bums me out that it's that it's it's like he's such a cool. There's so many cool things about Mace Windu, but um, it's a bummer that he he ended up being the kind of one of the catalysts for for the end of everything. Still, though, outside of, of that narrative, he his kit is really fun. I feel like his the ceiling for Windu is pretty high and I really like exploring what he does. So having the parties over with with Vader and just giving Vader even uh, and Mace Windu is also terrifying in melee too. So I I just think that those two combined are, are an interesting sort of duo. That's but fair. if I had to pick, right.
0: yeah, it's Windu and Dooku.
1: Those are the two that I like the most.
0: Okay. Um well, let's let's go ahead and wrap things up there. Let us know all the the things that we Got wrong with our hot takes and opinions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, As as always, uh, you should follow the Patreon and uh, support the podcast and be able to listen to our bonus episodes, be able to listen to the podcast a week earlier. And as always, check out discountgamesinc.com. We've got great prices and uh, we have uh, all the new releases that come in on time and we ship them out quick and you get to play with your toys. And everyone is happy. It's true. All right. Well, stay tuned for the bonus episode. Yeah, to
1: be continued.